Welcome to Made by Me, a podcast about entrepreneurship, self-discovery, manifestation, and magic. I'm Kaliska Sweetwater, a born and raised witch and owner of Polaris Jewelry. Today I want to talk about sorting negativity. This is a skill that absolutely changed my life and healed me in 2020. And I just wanted to talk about my experience in that year and what that looked like for me. In 2019, I really was just at an okay level. I was okay, my life was nice, everything was fine, I was chugging along, and I really thought that this was what adulthood was. Um, I had moved to New York, I was living this life that I had always dreamt about, but I got there and I wasn't in vacation brain anymore. I wasn't able to go to the museums all the time. It was super difficult to make new friends, especially being self-employed. I didn't have any built-in coworkers or anything like that. And I realized that I had really taken for granted the fact that growing up in Portland, I had many, many lifelong friends who knew me inside and out. I didn't have to explain myself to someone. I didn't have to make an amazing first impression. Everybody already knew me. And I absolutely took it for granted without even knowing. So I was in a weird place. I was, I was okay, you know, everything was fine. I remember talking to a lot of my friends around December and just asking everybody, what do you think? Like, do you think that 2020 is gonna be a big year? Do you think it's just gonna be another year? Because I had this really strong certainty that 2020 was gonna be significant. I thought that it was gonna be a huge page turner year in my life, I was going to be moving into a new chapter, everything was going to change for me. I didn't know how, but in my mind, I thought it was going to be only positive. And in the end, that was true. In the end, I had no idea that I could ever be this happy again. I had never, I had no concept that my serotonin levels could come back to this degree. I really thought that adulthood just was going to be this kind of more monotonous experience than what I now believe and that all being said I had no idea that it was going to come at such a great expense I had no idea that 2020 was not going to be a positive year that 2020 was going to be one of the most psychedelic years of my life even though I was basically sober by the end of it, I had no idea how I was going to reach this new chapter, but I had a very strong feeling that it was going to happen. And I think that looking back and having that hindsight now, I am really grateful that I had that clarity of intention of this is going to be a positive change for me. This is going to be a positive year for me. And I think that that really was in my subconscious as I went through this year and helped me survive and ultimately reach a place where I can thrive. And the reason why I want to talk about sorting negativity is because throughout the shock and trauma of the year, It gave me space, it gave me time, it gave me no choice but to sort through my trauma, 
to heal from my past and to go into the darkness long enough for my eyes to adjust and for me to come back out. And I think that that is a skill that we need to all be doing. It's a habit that we all need to be practicing. And trauma is kind of like a junk drawer, you know? Like a trigger will come up and you can decide, am I going to go into the junk drawer and pull this out and organize it? look at it, decide if I want to keep it, decide what it means to me and put it on a shelf somewhere else in my identity or am I going to let it be? And I think that why it's important to sort it out and to view it that way is because some pieces of trauma need to sit there for a little bit. They need to be in the bottom of the drawer, you don't even know they're there, You don't want to look at it, and that's good. I'm not saying that's fine. I'm saying that's good. That's healthy. Because the way that the mind works in regards to memories, especially in regards to, or I guess specifically in regards to painful memories and memories involving trauma, the way that a memory works is when we recall it, we actually rewrite it. That's why me and my sister will have the same life experience but if we pull up that memory from when you know I was six and they were three we are going to be certain that details that we each remember differently we're each going to be certain that that's the way that it was and it's because that's the way that it is in our memory because each time you pull it up you're rewriting it you're re-remembering it but there's holes and you fill in the holes and you bring your current self with you to make those decisions. And how I learned about this was a study that I read probably eight years ago and it was talking about PTSD in vets, veterans of war. And they were talking about how When this study was conducted, they did experiments where they asked vets to recall a traumatic incident from 20 years earlier, and they had this amazing result where their trauma was healed. And so they were like, amazing, let's do this for everyone. Let's have all these vets recall their trauma, and they're all going to have these amazing results. And it absolutely backfired because when they had vets who had just returned from war recall their traumatic incidences, their PTSD symptoms became much worse. And this is because when the vets who had returned from war 20 years previously recounted the memory, the cortisol was no longer pumping through their system. The PTSD had kind of settled. Their body was not reacting the same way. So when they recounted the memory, they were bringing in this distance and they were removing the emotional reaction from the memory. However, when the vets who had just returned from war recalled the memory, not only were they experiencing the trauma of the memory, they were bringing in also their physical symptoms in their current state as well and rewiring them over the memory and reinforcing it again and so this is why I think it's really important to know 
that sometimes space is important. You don't have to heal today, and if you need a little space and time from your trauma, take it. It's healthy. It's genuinely healthy, and that's why. So this was something that was absolutely in my mind after I left my um, emotionally abusive relationship. Well, you know, emotionally and otherwise abusive relationship. I didn't deal with it. And I told my therapist that anecdote and she was like, okay, cool. And I was basically stoned morning till night for about four years. And I have no regrets. I have zero regrets. But 2020 was a big leveling for me. I started the year by crying. I always cry on New Year's Eve. It is my tradition. It's too much pressure. Something always goes wrong. It's always terrible. And I always cry. So I cried at the beginning of the year. I tried not to view it as an omen, but I probably should have. Um, And yes, it all devolved from there. So two months later, that's a lie. That's a that's a wrong. So less than one month later, I got a phone call from my mom saying that a very close friend of mine, someone who I had known from birth, someone who was like family to me, my oldest friend had been in a car accident and had died. And It was, it was a huge shock. It was the biggest shock perhaps of my life so far in a different way. You know, I'd had paradigm shifts before, but this wasn't that. It was just a shock. It was a, a clean shock. And I thought I might die. It was not a suicide thing. It was like um, when people say, you know, when people say grief hits you like a, like a truck, I didn't think they meant physically. I felt physically like I had been hit by a truck. My bones hurt, my body hurt, my back ached. Everything felt like my body was breaking apart. And uh, that lasted for a long time. That feeling lasted for a really long time. It lasted for most of 2020. I spent the majority of my time indoors because when I would leave the house, I would have panic attacks. There would I would try and cross the street and I'd be checking, 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 checking. And it's like, I'm, you know, I had to really decide. Like in those first weeks, I was like, I can't be a person who's afraid of cars. Cars are everywhere. I live in New York. I can't be afraid of cars. But I wasn't leaving the house a ton. So when a month later, or was it two months later, I don't really have that clarity on the timeline because you know grief is really weird it's it's a very strange experience but when the pandemic really hit and New York locked down I didn't feel it the same way that everyone else did because I was already spending the majority of my time indoors grieving and then shortly after that George Floyd was murdered and it was just a leveling for me like it was such a shock to my system the back to back to back nature of it that it gave me a clean start like as a person as a nervous system as whatever this body is 
it like put me back at ground level. It put me back at page one, you have left your body and you're coming back into it. How do you want that to work? I didn't really feel like a strong grasp on reality for the majority of the year and it gave me this weird like in between like I felt like I was in this space between reality and whatever else there is I don't really have language for it but like having having Willow die it like changed my perception of reality in such an intense way in such an immediate way like it gave me this sight to this other plane of energy that I didn't really understand before even though I was raised Wiccan and even though I was raised with spirituality I think that there is a certain knowing that you have to have yourself before you can interact with it on a day-to-day basis and you know there was a there's a part of me that's always gonna wish like that never happened and I never experienced that but I did and it saved me you know she she saved me I was not in a good mindset you know I really was stuck in this indignation of my last relationship and when you lose somebody it just makes that seem so ridiculous you know I just like what like I was going to let this asshole like determine the trajectory that I was on but it wasn't a choice like when I was walking that path I needed to be knocked off of it it was like I'm on a subway and like I'm on these tracks and to get off of a set of tracks is really difficult like you can't just merge it's not like you're a car in a two-lane street like if you're on a subway car you just go on that road you're on those tracks and I feel like I got knocked off of the tracks and I got to pick a new subway line and like I am so grateful for that because I don't know if I would have been able to do that on my own without an externality and that externality was 2020 and for me you know I think that it really was that personal loss that was what saved me but I think that the pandemic and the racial reckoning were also significant components because and the fact that we experienced all of this with Trump as president too it just was so intensely out of reality that I really had to decide what I believed I really had to decide what I think this is what I think reality is and I had to decide from this new place of nothing I had to decide from this new place of whoa I have no control I have no control 
I always thought that if my business were to fail, it would be because I did something wrong or I didn't work hard enough or I gave up. And the pandemic was really like, okay, well, that's not true either. So on every level, I just was at this point of submission and it was incredibly uncomfortable. And it was really like a muscle that I didn't have. I have really no component of me that is comfortable being out of control. I like to know what to expect. I like to know that I can make choices in my life. And having to give that up was so intense. But with this huge leveling that happened, I I decided, well, I didn't decide. I ended up sorting through all of my past wounds and trauma. And for me, what that looked like was a trigger would come up and I wouldn't numb myself out. I wouldn't smoke any weed. I wouldn't distract myself. I wouldn't, you know, work 14 hours. I wouldn't walk to the park. I would just sit or I would take a bath. That was really, really helpful for me. That was a huge part of my year was taking Epsom salts baths. And that came from the body pain that I experienced from my grief. If you want to take an Epsom salt bath, make sure you're using at least two cups of Epsom salts. I like to make it as hot as possible and then just I would just sit in there for hours and I would just cry and I would listen to podcasts about spirituality and that's what taught me about the difference of the ego and the higher self and that was how I was able to go into my memories and forgive myself for the choices that I made and the embarrassment that I had and the shame that I held and I had to just sit and look at it from my core self and not my ego because I think that that is why I chose to do that as the first episode of this podcast was because that was so significant for me was to say, it's okay that that happened. It doesn't mean anything about me as a person. That was just my ego. That's just who I was at that time. That's just who that person was. That's what that person did. And that person had to make that choice for you to exist, for you to learn that lesson, for you to survive that pain. And for you currently, for your core self, to hold on to that embarrassment that the ego experienced, what is that providing to you? What is that giving you? Only negativity. And slowly over the year, I sorted through all of these moments that in the past I had said, oh, that's so stupid. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Oh, that's so X, Y, and Z. And just as each thing came up, I would just sit with it and I would just wait. I would just wait until I went all the way down to like, what did I, why does that make me recoil? Why am I having that reaction to that memory? And 
acknowledge it and validate it and then just wait for the feeling to subside and it's so simple that it sounds like it would do nothing but it truly let me move past my past and it gave me enough space to stop numbing myself and to sit with my pain long enough for my serotonin levels to regrow and rebuild and for me to come to terms with the fact that I was trying to make sense of things that didn't make sense. I was trying to tidy up reality, but reality is not tidy. There is no future in which there's not pain and suffering. There is no day in the future where I don't have pain, where bad things stop happening, where I have control. That is an illusion. That is a lie. So how do you move forward from that? You have to decide that life is still beautiful, that pain is still positive to feel, that pain won't kill you, that embarrassment won't kill you, that you can let go of the person that you used to be and you can make peace with that version of yourself. You can make peace with that past version of yourself and let them go. I'm not a Lady Gaga fan, but she did once say that you have to leave yourself behind. And I think that that is so true. And it's not you that you're leaving behind. It's your ego. It's the version of yourself that you once were. The version of yourself that you had to be to become the version of yourself that you are now. To make the mistakes that you have to make to become the version of yourself that you someday will become. And that's it. That's all it is. So that is what I learned from 2020. I am so grateful that this year happened for me, for my selfish, self-centered experience. I know that this year was devastating for everyone in a lot of ways, but it's it saved my life genuinely this year saved my life and I think that it's important to be honest when we're in pain and to sit with it when we have space when we have strength when we have time and when we're ready sit with your pain and watch when triggers come up because they're pointing right to where you need to look and this is not necessarily advice but I wanted to talk about it because it's the reason that I started this podcast it's the reason why I ended up talking more about spirituality than about business on this podcast is because learning these things and applying them to my life gave me context and helped me understand reality and gave me an appreciation in spite of the fact that 
this is what it is and yeah I love you so much bye thank you so much for listening to this episode today if you'd like to see my work you can head over to polarisjewelry.com